Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, aka the Gargoyle, and tonight is technically still Night 57 in 60 Days of Halloween, but tonight is a bonus episode of sorts in the sense that it's not actually part of the fear of being a bad horror movie geek week. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be talking about the Frightening Ass Film Fest and the, uh, the one movie that I was actually able to see from tonight, One Cut of the Dead. And... Oh my god, this movie was so amazing that I, I, I'm recording this as soon as I'm getting home from Chattanooga because I just couldn't wait to talk about it. This movie was so much fun. Um, so unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to the entire Frightening Ass Film Fest today, but I was able to make it down there at least for one cut of the dead. And again, this movie is just... It is so much better than I possibly could have expected. Uh, I'm going to try to go through the same uh, the same format that I go through with the rest of the reviews in terms of prior information, technical components, emotional aspect, rewatchability, and who I recommend it for. Um, and I'll just see how it goes. It might not quite follow the same format uh, as closely as the rest of the episodes. Uh, so in terms of prior information, I really didn't know much. I had watched the trailer um, before Frightening Ass Film Fest, just trying to figure out if there were any of the films that I could make it to, which one was I going to go to. And this one was one of the ones that made it to the top of my list. And then when I asked Chris Dorch if there's any film that I need to go to, which one is it? He recommended uh, One Cut of the Dead, and I said, all right, well, I'm, I'm sold. It looks great. Uh, so from the trailer, the, the trailer makes it clear that it's a zombie movie that is filmed all in one continuous shot. And that's about all that you really know. Um, it is... It's a Japanese film crew who is making a zombie movie when real zombies start showing up. And again, all done in one shot. But in the trailer, there's just a little bit more. It makes it clear that that's not the entirety of the story. But that's about all that it shows. Like, the trailer doesn't really show enough to tell you exactly what happens um, outside of just that, that basic plot structure of it. And the description on IMDb is things go badly for a hack director and film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility when they are attacked by real zombies. So that is correct, <laughs> but that does not even begin to explain why I love this movie so much. And, and I want to talk about it in such a way where I do it justice to how much fun and how amazing this movie was without giving away too much because part of the fun of the movie was not entirely know and not entirely knowing what to expect next um so yeah that was my prior information not a lot just i had watched the trailer and talked to chris about what movie to see and he recommended this one all right so from a technical standpoint there there are so many things that i could say technically um but again, just trying to trying to gather all of my thoughts because I just got home from watching this movie and it was just so much fun. Um, all right. So the fact that the, the zombie movie that they're filming is taking place all in one continuous shot is incredibly impressive. And, you know, one shot films have a tendency to either be very, very gimmicky or very impressive and sometimes a little bit of both. And in my opinion, One Cut of the Dead was kind of a little bit of both in the sense that it was very technically impressive. It was a little gimmicky, but the gimmick was very intentional 
with what actually happens uh, outside of that specific detail that you know of it, it's a zombie movie where zombies show up. So, yeah, it's kind of a gimmick, but it works, and and it just adds so much to this movie um, because of all of the other things that happen surrounding it. And, and again, I don't really want to give away too much, but I will say this. When you see credits, don't get up and start walking away just yet. Stick around for a little bit, and uh, you'll be very very pleasantly surprised. Um, all right, the the acting I think was was pretty solid the entire way through. Um, I can't really think of a single weak performance. the The pacing was amazing. Um, Any time that I thought I was starting to get bored, I was wrong. <laughs> I did not get bored at any point through this movie because the pacing was uh, was very very solid in terms of going back and forth between uh, providing the exposition that you needed and then mixing in some humor and mixing in some action, uh, mixing in just a dash of blood. So great pacing to uh, to keep the energy up throughout the entire movie. Uh, I, I kind of already mentioned that there was humor. The humor worked. In fact, I was not expecting this movie to be nearly as funny as it was. Even as I was watching it and I started laughing a little bit more here and there, I didn't think that by the end of the movie I was going to be cackling. And I was. <laughs> this movie... Oh man, maybe it was just because I was watching it in a theater of um, just other horror fans... But man, this movie was so much fun, and and I was laughing pretty consistently throughout at least the second half of the film. Uh, so the humor absolutely worked. The zombies were interesting, um, but you know when you're doing a one take zombie movie, there's not a whole lot that you can do with some of those uh, sort of special effects. But I I love how the zombies present themselves in this movie. It's so much fun. Um, let's see, other things technically, uh, the, the characters, there were some amazing character development and some of the characters had some flaws, um, but those flaws were either uh, part of their character development or it was something that they ended up overcoming. And so, uh, so yeah, the character development in this movie really worked and I genuinely cared about almost all of the characters and any of the characters that I was a little less invested in were because they were intentionally supposed to be kind of, um, they were, they were intentionally supposed to be a little less unlovable, but over the course of the movie and again, throughout the character development that takes place during the movie, even some of those characters that were initially unlovable, even they, by the end of the movie, there was a, a sense of camaraderie and oh man, just technically there were so many things that were done right about this movie. This, this movie, one cut of the dead knows its audience and it knows how to deliver in just a very solid fashion. All right. That brings me to emotional. <laughs> oh my God. I loved this movie. One Cut of the Dead, it was so surprisingly good and so surprisingly funny and so surprisingly endearing. And I could tell from the preview that it was more than just the uh, the one cut zombie movie, but I didn't know what, and I didn't know what exactly I was getting into. And so when uh, when more of the story started to uh, to develop and I started to get to know more about the characters... 
I was so enthralled and I just loved it so much. The characters are endearing. There's solid humor. Um, it, it's just, there was just so much to absolutely love about this movie. And I'm intentionally being a little vague about what happens outside of just the one cut zombie movie, because not knowing exactly what you're getting into, for me at least, was part of the enjoyment. If someone had told me exactly what was going to happen, I, I'm sure that I would have still enjoyed it, but I honestly don't know if I would have been laughing quite as much because there wouldn't have been that same level of surprise factor. So do yourself a favor. Don't find out too much about this movie ahead of time. Just take my word for it that you absolutely need to see One Cut of the Dead. It is hilarious. It is endearing. Things that I've already been saying, but it just needs to be said again because, oh my God, I love this movie. Again, I love this movie so much that as tired as I am, as soon as I got home, I was like, I have to record this episode and get it posted as soon as possible. Just, just so much fun. Um, let me think about anything other emotionally. I can't, I can't really think of anything. Um, there are a couple little scares kind of, but this movie is pretty solidly a, a, a horror comedy and oh my God, the humor absolutely works. And I, I just, I can't explain enough how much I love this movie and, uh, Yeah. <laughs> this movie is absolutely amazing. All right, rewatchability. I loved One Cut of the Dead so much that I wanted to watch it again immediately as soon as it was over. And I'm not joking about that. <laughs> like, as the credits were playing, like the actual end credits, all that I could think to myself was, please tell me that you're just going to start it again. Like, please tell me that the entire movie is just going to be the same movie twice. I had so much fun that I wanted to sit through it again immediately. There are some movies that I feel that way about, um, but not a lot, just because, you know, if you just sat through two hours of a movie, you kind of want to go and do something else and not watch the exact same thing that you just watched. I had so much fun during One Cut of the Dead that genuinely I wanted to rewatch it immediately. Uh, it's still making its rounds on the festival circuit, and I have no idea when or if it's ever going to get uh, a major release or if it's ever going to show up on on Shutter or Netflix or Amazon or anything like that. But, oh man, <laughs> if you have a chance to see this movie, again, I absolutely recommend it. And as soon as it is available for consumption outside of film fests, I'm going to consume the hell out of this movie because it was so much fun. All right. Who do I recommend it for? Literally everyone. I, I know that I've said that about a lot of the horror movies that Eric and I have been talking about over the course of the last uh, couple of months. And for the most part, I genuinely um, mean what I say in terms of when I recommend a movie for literally everyone. It's because I feel like everyone does need to see it. But when it comes to horror movies, sometimes, sometimes not everyone actually needs to see it. When I'm recommending horror movies... I'm aware of the fact that not everyone loves horror, and so, you know, the I recommend it for everyone, parentheses, who loves horror. One Cut of the Dead, I genuinely recommend for almost everyone, regardless of whether or not you love horror. Even though there are zombies, even though there is that horror element to it, this movie is a comedy, and it is hilarious, and I love it, and 
it's it is just the kind of movie that I feel like can be appreciated by so many people and not just fans of horror. And while I think that fans of horror <laughs> will love this movie, I, I think that even for people who don't typically like horror movies, don't let the zombie side of it um don't let that scare you away. Watch this movie, love this movie, enjoy this movie. It is absolutely amazing. All right, this is a relatively quick review, um, and I, I might talk about uh, One Cut of the Dead a little bit more when Eric and I do our 60-day retrospective, but for tonight, I at least needed to get something out to just let everyone know One Cut of the Dead is amazing, so much fun. If you ever have a chance to see it, you absolutely need to see it. Again, I saw One Cut of the Dead at Frightening Ass Film Fest in Chattanooga, and um, anyone who's listening to this, you're probably not actually going to be listening to it until Sunday the 28th, but in case you end up listening to this episode tonight, which is Saturday the 27th, or in case you listen to it like first thing on Sunday, if you are able to get down to Chattanooga, uh, or if you live near Chattanooga, if you're able to get down to the Frightening Ass Film Fest, I absolutely recommend that you get down there. Hopefully, I'll be able to make it back for another film, but I'm not sure if my schedule is going to allow it. But even if I can't make it, you totally need to be there. Their lineup tomorrow is going to include um, a couple episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, the Ice Slicer Halloween special, which is a bunch of shorts brought together, including the uh, sequel to Gwilliam. Uh, which is William's tips for turning tricks into treats <laughs> and got to see that one at the Knoxville horror film festival. And it is so, so amazing. If you enjoy uh, short films, if you enjoy horror shorts, definitely want to check out the ice slicer Halloween special, the scary stories to tell in the dark documentary. And if you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you appreciate um, what you enjoy horror and you appreciate horror stories. And I know that I talked about this one during the Knoxville Horror Film Festival uh, coverage. Um, if you grew up on horror, then you definitely know of the Scary Stories books. And this documentary is a solid documentary. It really captures why those books are so captivating and why they captured the uh, the minds and imaginations of so many kids. So, um, so yeah, Scary Stories documentary, definitely worth checking out. Then, <laughs> then Leatherface, um, which, you know, I love the fact that Frightening Ass Film Fest plays classic movies along with modern stuff. It really gives you that, uh, that all-around experience rather than just looking at modern movies. It kind of gives you some of the roots of horror. Uh, and then Starfish, which the, uh, the trailer doesn't really show a whole lot about it, um, but it is about a girl mourning the loss of her best friend during the apocalypse, I think. I think that's what it said. Um, but it that one was one of the other ones that I was really interested in catching. Um, it definitely looks pretty fascinating. Then there's a secret screening at 6.30, and you don't want to miss the secret screening. If, if you can't make it to any other movie, if you can only make it to one movie during Frightening Ass Film Fest, and if you've already missed Saturday, you want to be at the secret screening at 6.30. So trust me. <laughs> Just trust me on this. You don't want to miss it. Get down to Chattanooga. Go to the secret screening at Frightening Ass Film Fest. Uh, after that is going to be Life Changer, which is about a shape-shifting alien entity i'm not really sure what it is but a shape-shifting creature um that that has to uh, absorb other people in order to stay alive and it is 
kind of a love story, sort of. That one also looks pretty amazing. And then closing things out is going to be Brain Scan. So an amazing lineup of movies at the Frightening Ass Film Fest. Again, if you've not been able to get down there today, and if you hear this episode early enough, then trust me, get your ass down to Chattanooga. This is an amazing film festival. Chris Dorch and his crew always know how to put on just such a great party. They, they know why film lovers love film. They know why fans of horror movies love horror movies, and they do justice to the genre. They do justice to cinema. They love movies, and they love people who love movies. So if you enjoy horror movies at all, and if you live anywhere near Chattanooga and can get down there at any point today, do yourself a favor, get down there, be a part of it. Frightening Us Film Fest is amazing. And uh, yeah, that's, I think, all that I have to say tonight. Um, be sure to follow me on Facebook at The Gargoyle Podcast, on Instagram at The Gargoyle Podcast, on Twitter at Gargoyle Podcast, and on Letterboxd at The Gargoyle. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes that Eric and I have been doing for the last couple of months, then make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Anchor.fm. And if you have been enjoying these episodes, let us know. Leave some feedback. Leave some comments. Let us know what scares you. Let us know what, uh, what movies you would put in a week devoted to your fears, along with what palate cleanser you would include at the end of the week. And there's just a few days left until Halloween, so there's not a whole lot left for me to uh, to mention in terms of what there is to do. But again, if you listen to this episode early enough, you can still catch Frightening Us Film Fest in Chattanooga, um, Sunday, October 28th. And if you live near Knoxville, Central Cinema has an amazing lineup of horror movies. They, they've been playing just amazing horror movie after amazing horror movie all month long. And they're still going to be going strong until Halloween. After Halloween, I'm positive they're going to keep playing more horror movies, but they're also going to... Um, go back to a rotation of more than just horror. But if you live near Knoxville uh, and want to catch a horror movie, Central Cinema has an amazing lineup. And other than that, get together with some friends. Put on put on your own horror movie double features. Um, you know, put together a Halloween movie playlist. And if you need recommendations on what to watch, feel free to reach out to me. There's 60, almost 60 days worth of horror movies that we've talked about. Um, but if none of those have really caught your fancy or if you're like, yeah, I've seen all of those, what else you got? Again, feel free to reach out to me and I'll be glad to provide some recommendations for what horror movies you and your friends should watch leading up to Halloween. And be sure to check out tomorrow's episode as Eric and I continue our fear of being a bad horror movie geek week in which we reveal some major gaps in our horror knowledge and uh, watch some movies that we've never seen before. We've been alternating back and forth between a movie that I haven't seen and a movie that he hasn't seen. And tomorrow's episode is a movie that neither of us have seen. Tomorrow we're going to be watching it and talking about Rosemary's Baby. I know, kind of embarrassing that as much as we love horror, we've never seen such an iconic movie. But it is what it is. We finally are going to watch it and discuss it. Uh, That's going to be tomorrow's episode. And um, I think that I mentioned this during the Knoxville Horror Film Fest coverage, but I had a chance to interview some of the filmmakers and and guests there at the Knoxville Horror Film Fest, and I'm going to be getting those episodes put out as soon as possible. I'm hoping for tomorrow, but honestly, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm going to get those, uh, those interviews posted as soon as possible. And Eric Tolbert, who is the artist who drew the logo for the Gargoyle, um, he, uh, he, 
he drew up a Gargala Awards logo image. Not really sure what to call it. He drew up the Gargoyle Awards, uh, which Eric, other Eric, not Eric Tolbert, uh, the one that I've been podcasting with, during the third part of our Knoxville Horror Film Fest coverage, we did sort of an impromptu Gargoyle Awards where we mentioned some of the films that we loved the most. And I said, hey, maybe I can get E.B. Tolbert to draw something up. Well, I did, and he did, and it is amazing. So I'm going to be posting that uh, along with a reminder of who, which movies we think deserve the awards, and honestly, all of them. Every single movie that we saw at Knoxville Horror Film Fest deserves an award. Everything playing at the Frightening Ass Film Fest deserves an award, but specifically the uh, the ones that we talk about in the episode. Going to be posting that image. So even though there's only a couple of days left until Halloween, there's still some horror coverage coming out of the Gargoyle podcast. So be sure to keep checking back for lots more horror goodness. But until next time, that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. The Gargoyle, and as always, you can find me where geekery and horror movies, all the horror movies, abound.